Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 26th of July 2010. Now, newcomers come in all the time and I always suggest you go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website and while you're there, bookmark the other sites I have up because you get problems with the com once in a while. So many people go into it at the same time and download from it. So if you vary your downloads from these other sites, you'll probably get them a lot faster and they'll be less sticking and so on. While you're there too, remember all these sites have the same audios for download. Uh, they all have a lot of transcripts in English of the talks I've given. And if you want uh, audios and transcripts in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and you can download transcripts for prints up and you can pass them around to your friend and choose from the languages of Europe. Remember too that you're the audience that brings me to you. I don't uh, get paid by advertisers. I could certainly do it and bring lots of guests on. And that's how it works and that's how the hosts get paid generally. So uh, I don't do that that way. The ads you hear on this show are paid directly by the advertisers to RBN. I don't have anything to do with it. That pays for the airtime, pays for the, the staff and equipment and their bills. So it's up to you as a listening audience to to help support me. And if you go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website, you'll find ways to do it. There are books I have for sale. They're different from the usual stuff. There's no point in cramming uh, another encyclopedia of uh, uh, histories down your throats because, really, there's enough out there already, and most of them are pretty bogus and slanted because that's how you control people. You make sure they're never told the truth. The books I put out there are meant to show you the cons and the tricks have been used down through the ages and to show you, too, that there is a system running the world. There always has been a system. And they never publish anything to the public, and uh, they don't advertise even their secret meetings behind closed doors. You'll never know whether it even happened. That's how the world is really run. And I show you their symbols, which are all around you, and the language they use too, which again is all around you, and you take for granted. I help to wake up that part of your brain that should be functioning, but it was literally capped when you were young, from your parents who believed the system was all real, and education took over too, so that you don't think in a non-linear fashion. You understand for everything that happens out there, there's many ways to look at something. We're taught through logic to approach the subject and use a logic just like a computer language to arrive at the predetermined goal. That's what education's all about here. It's meant to limit your ability to think. So purchase the books that for sale, the discs and so on, and hopefully that will help me just trickle down the road a little bit longer than I am already. I thought I'd be off ages ago because uh, it gets limited once in a while. Nothing comes in at all. And uh, as I say, I have to go off and do other things as well as the world collapses. So help me out. It's up to you if you want to hear this stuff continue. Now, every day in the media, which is uh, an essential part of governing people by giving you, uh, really maintaining your reality is what it does. Uh, The school system... Uh, is what starts off your reality for you. It gives you what you're taught is real. 
about the world and how it really works. And you leave school, the higher you leave actually in university level, the, the harder it is to convince those people who are really thoroughly brainwashed that there's something else going on. They truly believe they've been taught it all. And it's very hard to get through them. Uh, they really, really believe they've been taught everything there is to know in the particular fields. And that's how you run the world. You go for the managerial class first, forget the people down below, just like Orwell said in 1984, forget the, the proles, they don't count. You see, the masses really don't count to an extent. We're given utter nonsense at the bottom level, and we're never given a truth about anything. We watch stage plays called parliamentary debates and congressional debates. That's all they are, pantomime. I'll be back with more of this after these messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and we're back cutting through the matrix. Just mentioning really about reality and how we're taught to be linear thinkers and I've mentioned this analogy so many times about computers and the human brain uh, that really is so close because you see in days gone by when you used to have uh, computer programmers and, and analysts and all the rest of it, a guy who literally designed a computer and designed its program and knowing its logic. That's all you have to do is know its logic and the program, the formula it will use to come to an answer. Technically, you could ask the programmer what the answer would have to be knowing that computer's logic. And we are exactly the same as that. You see, we have a logic. We think it's ours and we think it's really unique. And uh, the higher the ego, of course, the bigger you think your logical abilities are and more accurate they are. And we have a, a formula we go through in our heads. Uh, with, with language, the computer language or the human language is exactly the same. And they knew this in ancient times as well, that language was so important. Ancient, ancient priests knew this and how to formulate sentences in a specific way that would get their acquired ending in the recipient's brain. They would come to what they think was their conclusion and they would understand perfectly. You could literally learn a lot if you understood the ancient orators of even Rome or Greece for that matter you had professional orators who understood this logic and the, the sequence of words the use of words how you string the right ones together to get the recipient to not only emotionally get involved with the topic especially and that's very important get them emotionally involved and then bring them to your conclusion of course you could have omitted half of the truth at the same time they'd never know that the conclusions what that you want them to have your pre-designed uh, belief at the end of the sentence and we work exactly the same way and the media really is out there as i say to keep us in this kaleidoscope a kaleidoscope of course if people used to remember the old kaleidoscopes all these different moving pictures and going around all over the place and you'd think you were taking LSD or something. But that's the schizophrenic system we're given and it's called the media. It's full of uh, junk, it's full of trivia, and yet amongst all that stuff, no matter what you're looking at, there's embedded suggestions which will work in your head later on down the road. It's almost like implanting sequences or, or primal words into your head. Where do you think the eco business came from? Many years ago, I said, watch this word eco, like ecology and economy and things like that. Very, very important because 
those who gave you your economy already ran the ecological, ecological part of it, which is also to do with eugenics, you see. And, and so you get embedded in your head. Where do you think the sustainabilities all come from? And everybody parrots it, even people who never heard the word or never used the word in everyday speech before, or even in yearly speech or, or, or whatever, um, start using the same word about sustainability. These are holy words, you see. And they become holy words the more they're spoken by experts that are presented by the, the mainstream media, which is main, mainly visual today. And that's why the rags, you know, the, the tabloid rags, are into the trivia side of things with lots of pictures for us. We need pictures, especially ones with women with hardly any clothes on. And that's all you'll see down the right-hand side of all the major stories. But we are understood perfectly in our, in our class and our intellects, and our conditioning is understood perfectly at every single level. That's what I'm saying. And they dish out the things for us to go, oh my God, what are they doing to us now? They dish this stuff out for us to all prattle on about. You know, one of the first shows I was on, an elderly woman phoned in in her 80s, late 80s, and she says, you know, I've been listening to Patriot Radio. That used to be shortwave at that time. She says, Patriot Radio for about 50 years. She says, and I've heard all the things that were coming, and you know something, nothing stopped any of it. (laughs) See, all the howling in the world... And all the moaning and complaining in the world hadn't stopped any of it. Now, what does that tell you right there? What does it tell you? Because, you see, different sections of society would stand up and they would they would send in all their uh, condemnations into the representatives and government and all that stuff, but nothing really stopped. And if, we, if you thought that you had won something, the same group had come in through a side door and, and brought it through under a different name. Or, or they distracted you with something equally terrible for about a year while they slipped their thing back in in an omnibus bill. I mean, these are the tricks that are played all the time. You see, that the trick is to make you believe in the first place that you have a just system and that there are just people out there that's going to listen to you and, and do what's right for you. That's the first lie, you see. That's implanted upon you, up, up in your brain when you're very, very young. This system was never here to serve you. Never. And when you go back through history and just read history, read at how the big corporations sprung, they're already springing up in the 1500s. The East India Company, the, the West Africa Company, they had a whole bunch of these companies all belonging to the royalty of Europe, primarily England. And, and even had the British Opium Company right up into the 1930s. And these companies didn't just go and get peasants to pick poppy seeds or poppies. What they did was to have incredible amounts of bookkeepers literally cataloging everything on islands and, and, and countries, how many hectares these certain kinds of trees and so on and so on, and how much they could get out of the ground in certain minerals, how long the veins were. Incredible documentation that, you, that you, you know, you really are shocked by. You think of them just going in there and plundering and, and writing nothing down. Not, not, that was just so far from the truth. I've got books here I got at an old hardware store that was closing down from uh, 1917. And, and it was a sort of kind of almanac of, of the British of governments, um, list of uh, the populations across Canada, 
male, female, children, all that kind of stuff, expected populations. It had all the different imports and exports and, and the sales in, in countries of nails and everything, right down to brass tacks. Big, thick book of it, all done by hand. We, we, who knows, maybe they had computers back then. Who really knows at a high level? But the fact is, everything was catalogued like you would not believe. And back in those days, too, when they were giving the public a basic, basic education, so they could work in the factories that, that were planned to come in. And that's the only reason you were given basic education, and to help condition you into stupidity. Really, it was. Uh, they, they, they churned out penny novels, they called penny novels, with sex and violence in them, stuff like that. Rather than read uh, real books, you see, that they were t- using at the Ivy League uh, universities, they, they churned out these millions and millions of uh, penny novels and romance stories and, and guys and horses chasing things and so on to keep the people at the bottom occupied with just nothingness, you see, entertainment. The groups that organize the world, and it truly is a world's government, has been here for a long time. It has the highest echelons of international corporations on board with them. And even those in the lesser capacities at the top rank don't even need to be in on the whole big plan. All they need to know is their part in it. Because the world has been sewn up, and even before the days of Charles Darwin came along, they knew with all their bookkeeping and, and populations of Pacific Islands and so on and so on, they knew how much it, 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 it took for, say, hunter-gatherer people to survive and how many could live per hectare, etc., on a certain given area. They knew how many farmers could coexist in a certain area when they were using uh, normal farming with, with uh, fallow lands, etc., left for so many years. They knew all that stuff. They knew it all. And even when they decided to go into the industrial era in Britain, they had to force people off the lands. That didn't happen by, please leave your lands and work in these slums. Says Mr. Rothschild. No, Baron Rothschild, or Lord Rothschild, passed the Corn Laws. And the Corn Laws, just like free trade, you see, Britain's always pushed free trade. Uh, allowed the foreigners, which they'd already set up, to dump all their, 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 their produce on Britain and undercut the British farmers, and so they all ended up out of work, lost everything, and where can we go? Well, there's, there's that new city they've built there with that, those red bricks and long row housing, what they move in there. That's how they got them off the lands, because they had planned an industrial era where science would come to the fore, and it was time to end the feudal age, the feudal system. And people lived in awful squalor, crammed in these little rooms, and believe you me, the, the plague carts came round all through the industrial era, not because of plague, because every morning so many had died crammed together working 16 hours days at work, back for a little sleep, very little to eat because we were kept on subsistence wages to make sure that the higher sciences would take off. And sciences take money to find things out and search, not research, but search. And do the cutting edge, the true cutting edge stuff. It's done through warfare. It's done through industry and industrial eras all working together in order 
that a few eventually would survive, as Charles Darwin's whole theory is all about survival of the fittest, those races best fitted to survive. That was all decided a long time ago. And they also had read Plato and, and a whole bunch of ancient stuff too, about Solon going off to Egypt. And what happened with his uncle Solon, or his great-uncle Solon, or whatever, when he was told by the Egyptian priests that great civilizations had come and gone over millennia. They'd risen, they'd fallen. So they understood that nations rise and fall, whole continents can rise and fall. And I'm sure, too, the ancients also knew by their incredible bookkeeping, how, long, how much it took to keep, feed a certain population, keep them working. And they only keep you working to serve them, to further the ones who go on. Charles Darwin said it differently. He, said, he, he gave the analogy of, before a tree can grow, in comes fungus, in comes bacteria after that, and then another bacteria. And then, then in comes the acorn, and then it grows. The acorn is them, the elite folks. We are the bacteria. We're the launching stages for these guys to go off into the future. All this has been discussed at top levels before I was born. The Pentagon will have special, special uh, lectures for special people in its own class as well. That's what it's about. Who gets to live and who doesn't? And believe you me too, they don't wait until volunteers come forward for sterilization. See, they have planned a post-industrial era. Uh, the service economy, as they discussed back in the 70s in the UK, when they were bringing it in there, a service economy is like putting a dog in a pond. It can only paddle until it eventually can't paddle anymore and it sinks. It's a temporary holdover. And we have the big boys like the Rockefellers coming out and saying we need rapid depopulation and stuff. These guys aren't kidding, folks. Why do you think so many people are sick today? Why do you think so many people are coming down with cancers? Children are coming down with cancers. Did they volunteer? No, they didn't. What does it say about the noble lie? The noble lie is for the best of all, the greatest good for the greatest amount of people, but you can't tell them the truth. Well, you see, that's what we've been living through. It's called the noble lie. And they have been killing us off. Now, the problem with linear thinking is it destroys your wildness. Your wildness is what gives you non-linear thinking. It makes you look at the same problem from at many different angles before you come to a conclusion. You don't prefer any conclusion until you've looked at them all. And when you find a person like Dr. Salk, for instance, who comes up with the polio vaccine, when there really wasn't a massive plague of polio, but at the time they were using the, the, the cinema to show you the iron lung. Oh, everybody was terrified, this iron monster and the same child on it. Same picture over and over again. That's how you get your reality given to you and your fear given to you. And Salk came out with the polio vaccine with a hundred odd monkey viruses, live viruses in every shot. His excuse was it, it, it overrode, uh, the benefit overrode any detrimental effects. 
We're hearing the same today about the, the Guardia vaccine for, for women and viruses and so on. The papilloma virus. But Dr. Salk, remember, before he became the champion to save lives, was one of the top eugenicists for the British Eugenics Society, whose main job was to talk about depopulation. So when you take the, the jab from the wolf, what nerf do you expect to get out of it? He knows. They don't ask for volunteers. They've been doing this to you. They go and change your whole food supply. Why would you bring hundreds and hundreds of the top bio-warfare specialists together to bring you a better potato? Doesn't your antenna try and rise? And you again, you watch the sickness skyrocket. You, you read the reports from the medical establishment who know nothing either. They only know what, what's the newest thing from their latest magazines. If it's not in their latest magazines, the EMA or the Lancet, it doesn't exist, even if they see it for their own eyes. It doesn't exist. Everybody's got allergies, they claim. And allergies are a nice way of saying you're being poisoned. That's what it is. And since when did you, you begin to react to everything that you didn't react to before? Well, you haven't changed. What's happened? No, the thing that's coming into your body has changed. That's what's happened. We've got to stop being so stupid. But it's so easy to train a population. You know, they'll do the same things when they come in to take the land off peasants, even yet across the world, in those areas that still have peasantry. First they came in with the medical guys. We can help you. We can help you. And bing, the first thing they do is bring their children because it seems natural. I really love my children. I want them to, to be immunized first and protected first. It's a natural thing for peasants to do. My mom took me in when I was small too. I can remember it. Who would have suspicion? Why should they have suspicion? See, there was no reason to have suspicion. It was perfect. Your doctors don't know. They take it all in faith as well. What's in that little vial is what it says it is, even though that doctor doesn't have any facility himself personally to check out what's in it and analyze it. They don't have it. It's quite amazing. And you wonder why everyone's sterilized in the West, and there's more and more reports coming out all the time, and that they're giving that as a reason that they must increase immigration across already crowded countries. They're crowded by immigration already. It's because so many folk are just plain sterile. It's the fastest grown business for those that can afford it, is to go into sterility clinics and try to find a way around it. That doesn't happen suddenly out of the blue. Something happens in your environment to change you. What could it be? And then you find the documentation coming out by guys like Bertrand Russell who said we shall use the needle to make people compliant, etc., etc. And then you find other articles coming out saying, yeah, we could do that to bring down the population. Even Bill Gates is saying stuff about using using this to, to, to bring down the population. Why would making a person healthy uh, bring down the population? What is his, what's his definition of making them healthy? Hmm? 
When something doesn't make sense to you, it's not meant to make sense. It means there's another level of understanding above that for those in the know. It doesn't take long to figure it out. And since how come every guy who gets up there as a philanthropist suddenly is into depopulation? Why is that? Why isn't it something else? But no, it's always depopulation. Even though their field that they were into supposedly beforehand was pure business like Gates, it really wasn't, he wasn't a genius at all, they give you these front men on the condition that they will make them very, very rich. If they play this game and be a front man, they'll get very rich, but they must also become a philanthropist at the end of it. That's part of your sworn duty. No one gets up there in any field, especially in technology, unless you've been authorized to get up there and pooled up there. You see, the Internet, for instance, was never given for the public to waken up with. It was not, never. They knew from the beginning where they were going to take it and what its real purpose was. And once one, everyone stuck on it and into it, they knew too. They were perfectly well aware that most would stay on it right into the prison cell. And that's where they're taking you. I personally, this is my opinion, I personally think that the whole nonsense going from floppy and through all the different stages was them dishing out obsolete technology stage by stage to you when they could have given you the finished products that will shortly be here at the very beginning if they wanted to. But then again, that would scare off the animals, wouldn't it? Scare you off thinking, poof, where did this come from suddenly? that collects all my data and sends it back. No, it starts off being very kind of innocent, fun, games. How better get get into games? And once the folk are on it, you know, make sure there's lots of pornography. That's all I knew about it. They said there's lots of pornography on the internet. Every media for years screamed, oh, look at the pornography, making sure that everybody would go in for that reason, which they did, actually. I never touched a computer until I came on the air. Because I knew what its function was, and I knew it step by step. I keep upgrading you very quickly into what's now called the cloud. And they've just announced it too, with the next system is to come out. Back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix, just talking about reality and how we're really at the bottom level and how the media dishes out stuff for us every day to go, ooh, and ah, as though it's a big surprise. And it shouldn't be a big surprise. Anything that comes down the pike should not be a big surprise to you. Everything is about control. Everything is about control. Your entertainment is about control as well, and making sure you get filled with eco stuff and politically correct stuff, and all the terms are downloaded into your brain as you laugh at these comedies and all the rest of it. Quite simple. Old technique has always worked. Why should, why should it stop working? 
And we, we find too, as I've said before, it says they're going to bring us all into the cloud where the NSA really will have. You see, all these companies, Google and all the rest, it belong to the NSA, the world NSA. And they're going to bring you into the clouds and they'll have all your data. And I've said before, they'll, they'll dish away with a hard drive altogether and um, toss it out and uh, they'll give you something like a flash drive and that's all you'll get to work off your browser. Uh, because it's so predictable where they're going with it from the very beginning. Do you ever wonder why all these companies that are supposed to be independent companies who are competing with each other, going back to the VHS days, all came out with the same players each time something new came? And next day you went to the stores, they're all there with the new, all the latest stuff in it. The only thing's different is what is the prices. And the same thing happens when you go into uh, DVD players. And then you go into computers. And you can literally go into a store when some big thing's coming up and go in two days in a row on the last day of the old type and the next day with the new type. And everything's off the shelf. There's a new type. They're all makes and brands. They all just happen to have. Where's the competition here? Surely there should be a whole variety of ways to get on the Internet and a whole variety of different systems that can operate in it. But no, it's authorized only to be one, you see. Here's an article here, and it's from, uh, it's from uh, CNN, talking about Google OS, the end of the hard drive. No big surprise. It's no surprise at all to me, because I've talked about it so often. It would come up this way. So Google today unveiled more details of the Chrome OS, OS, OS is a very good word, OS, a lightweight browser-based operating system for netbooks. Strong focus on speed, all the, all the, I said they'd sell it, you know, so easy for you and all the rest of it, nearly instant boot times, blah, blah. And uh, they also take care of all your problems, doesn't mention it here, but they'll take all your problems with your updates, they'll be done automatically by the cloud, you see. Isn't that wonderful? But what they don't tell you is once you're on the cloud, which you'll need because it's all going cashless, uh, they'll use it for punishment and reward. This is like you do with any other animal, you see. So you train them Pavlovian style. And if you're a bad boy or girl, they, they cut off your, the, the cloud for a month or two months or whatever your sentence is. And you can't do anything, can't get any money transferred and to pay your rent or whatever, your food. And you'll be ticked off, you know. Then you'll be a good little boy and girl and humbly beg to get back on. And once your time's up, then you go. So uh, the, here, here it's right there, as I say. So there's that out there, and that ties right in with other articles as well, to do with um, other things that are happening on the internet itself. Your browser is another one too. I've always said, you know, all these free things are out there. Do you really think a bunch of altruistic guys sit around and do nothing, except just helping you for nothing? And you all jump on Mozilla when it's authorized. You all jump on that when it's authorized. Oh, it's safe, it's safe. It's got all this anti-spyware. Oh, really? You can't sell anything or put anything on the market that has anti, true anti-spyware. Because in 95, the U.S. and Canada and other countries signed a law that every communications device, and that includes computers, must have a chip in it which makes it easily accessed and instantly accessible by the the government agencies. From your fax to your phone to computer to everything. So all it might do is save you from the the, the occasional low-level spammer, but nothing else. Everything's meant to go. In fact, it helps the NSA go through. You ever clued into that? So here's an article here, 
and it's called Certified Lies, Big Brother in Your Browser, uh, networkworld.com. This is government capable of wiretapping millions of encrypted sessions, including those secured by IE, Microsoft's SSL, and others. Well, they're all, they're all able to do this with all of them. There's nothing put out there, sold or free, that doesn't belong to the big boys. That's my take on it. That's my take on it. What do you think Total Information Network means, passed in 2001? Total, total. Let's look that up in a dictionary. Eh? No. Total Information Network. That means everything, folks. No privacy at all. But actually, you had no privacy before that either, because they've been, they've been literally gathering all your data from the very beginning. That's the reason they gave you the darn thing in the first place. That's the reason. They're always so stunned, you know, always so, st- the public's always so stunned when certain things come out into the open. But it won't matter because most folk are addicted to the computer, even as mainstream takes it over. As was designed to do as well. But they'll, they'll still leave you with lots of porno and all the rest of it to keep you entertained. I'm surprised how many people in all age groups watch porno, even people in their 60s and 70s. I tell you, it's so easy to rule the masses, isn't it? And control them. So darned easy. All you do is, like an anthropologist, go in and study the tribe. We're the tribe, you see. How do they tick? What makes them forget things? What do they go for? Bingo. You've got them where you want them. That's how easy it works. How easy, easy it works. There's no hard work involved if you stand back and, and watch it all, think for a few minutes. Now, remember when Obama came out with a youth service plan? And everybody was to do national service. That's an old idea, talked about from the late 1800s onwards, from the, the, the Cecil Rhodes Foundation through the Milner Group to the Royal Institute of International Affairs to the Council on Foreign Relations. And it still is on the go. And in Britain, of course, they came up with their same idea. Now, Cameron, who's just a continuation of the last boys, there's no difference in left and right. There, there is no left and right. That's just the, that's a boxing game for you to believe in, or a wrestling game. Cameron in Britain has come out with uh, the details for the youngsters in the communitarian uh, country of Britain to, to work for free and be taught social responsibility and all this stuff. And it's quite interesting, uh, for the big society, they call it, as you get taught to be post-consumer, post-industrial, post-consumer, and uh, you go into this new collective. They've already set up in the U.S. and Britain the leaders in all areas. In fact, they've been putting them in for 20 years, who come in and take over uh, as leaders, in fact, they go out and promote the need for a, a new group, a volunteer group for this, that, or the other, for your your little system, your little community. And I've talked to, oh, months and months ago, I talked about the, the Millennial Project for, from the United Nations, which is still on the go, by the way, that works along with Agenda 21. I've read from the UN's pages before where they changed the name and advised them to use other names from Agenda 21 because too many folk were getting wind of it, what its real goals were. So it's all under eco this and eco that now, you see. 
and world service and youth service, etc., for the post-industrial society. And all of these groups, remember, have been told for the leaders, the leaders, the leaders have been trained and told that the system that they must bring in is a post-democratical society. It's not democratic, it's an authoritarian society. And they must be authoritarian, but still make the people think they're participating in it, in their own community, when you put your hand up to vote, when you're being conned. It's all laid out there. I've watched retired civil servants in different countries leave federal and provincial governments and move into little areas across the country, in this country and other countries, for retirement, still on pay check from the government, above the retirement pay, to start off these little community projects that are now coalescing together under what they call necessity for sustainability. And you'll never hear of them having their federal meetings. There will be no protests outside the doors because no one knows it even goes on at the bottom. And they've been doing it all across the Western world. You hear about Common Purpose in Britain, They have other organizations working with common purpose that's authorized from the very top to produce world leaders and country leaders, all trained in a new form which is partly called, uh, is partly Trotskyite, is neo-Trotskyite for the new communities. What they claim is that Trotsky, you see, differed with Lenin's authoritarian system and he preferred an authoritarian system on the micro level down in the community. And that's why there's so many left-wingers in with this, and that's why the Royal Institute of International Affairs, as Carl Quigley said, has often been blamed for being communist-leading because they supported the same kind of projects. And it's all about sustainability for a small elite with their technocrats and their scientists to go on into a future while you help them like launching pads and quietly reduce your numbers over a 30-year period and die off. Because you're the old type, you see. They had meetings in the early 1900s about what type should go through if the rest of the world had to be sacrificed to save them. You see it in the movies they chomp out there. The scientific ones, you know, the ones who can help organize a new society in a post-human world, a post-old human type world. You see it in a thousand ways to program you to accept it. One of the first movies it turned out about that was called Deep Impact. And that's when you, they had politicians standing up in Parliament in Britain and Congress in the US saying, we've got to put money into a project in case an asteroid came our way in and blew most of the folk off the planet. And out comes Deep Impact, the movie. And it shows you at the end... All the elite go into their shelters to save themselves with the scientists and all the rest of it. And the peasants get, no kidding, a lotto to pick to see for the last few remaining seats. And they're still churning out these movies on this, with the same formula to get you ready for something. Be it plague or whatever, plague will come out when it's time. When it is time, not because of nature, but because of the guys who've altered nature. That's the kind of world we really, truly live in. 
It's like Jefferson said in the U.S., he said, when you see the the same agenda continue between changes in the House, that means changes in parties, yet the same agendas go on. Well, there's obviously a controlling force. There's no no competition. There's no ulterior system at all fighting with another. It's the same agenda. Why are you so fooled by the name changes? We call ourselves this and we call ourselves that. We've been under the United Nations our whole lives. Look at the countless treaties that are binding and must be implemented. Look at them all. Look at them all. Do you think they just play games and have a few drinks and just sign it for fun? No, they go back home and implement them. And it's all to do with who lives, who dies, who dies off first, and all the rest of it. And they've used this technique for an awful long time. It's not the first time in the world's history this has happened. This has been done. Not the first time whatsoever. Nations have been starved to death before. Plague has been used before to wipe out peoples. In ancient times, they used to have guys who were immune to disease because they'd had they'd been through a plague and survived it. They had the antibodies in them. They'd use them to fire the big catapults that fired the bodies that were infected over the city walls to infect those inside. Ancient times. There's nothing new under the sun. Except we're, we're even stupider than we ever were before. That's the only difference. They've got a better technique of stupefying us and keeping us stupid. It's time we woke up. Now, there's an article, too, about Walmart putting in the RFID tags, which are not switched off at the checkout counter. Who cares? They've probably they told you years ago. Do you really believe when they announced nanotechnology that they, they just found out this, about this? They just discovered that they could use nanotechnology. Before you knew, within six months, there was about 100 corporations there using this stuff. Then you find out they've been using it for years. How far ahead were they, and are they now? It's through all your clothing now, I'm sure. It's even in your food. They've admitted that. Anything that's released to the public is technically obsolete. The news is obsolete. So I don't even bother going into it. I'll just go to the thrift store and buy a whole bunch of used clothing. I'll be a, I'll be a, I'll be a Mr. Multiple. They won't know who I am. I'll, have a bit, I'll be wearing 15 different names on used clothing. And the Internet of Things, of course, where everything communicates with everything else as you walk by and so on. That's what all these, this nano stuff is all for. We are the last to know any truth you understand at the bottom level. Searching is doing searching. You're on the cutting edge. You're, you're discovering stuff for the first time. Research are guys at the bottom level still getting grants to go in and see if they find the same findings just to verify all the stuff that's been verified by 20 different generations before them. That's how you, you maintain power. You couldn't have guys really discovering stuff for the first time on some little petty grant from the local council and thinking it's really theirs all the, all the noise I've gained is theirs it wouldn't happen it doesn't happen that way do you really think 
these scams at the airport uh, went through some formula of debates and stuff to see if they're safe before you got them. Do you know they were they admitted at Manchester University they were given the big military industrial grants for developing. They were uh, they admitted they were given they, they had these things tested before the public heard the terms used of the type of X-ray scanner. Well, who gave them permission to test this on the public like guinea pigs? And you didn't have to walk up and put your hands up on next to some screen or anything. No, they built it into something that scanned you from the back, from the ceiling. Just like all the observation cameras, as you stood at the front desk with your ticket in your hand. They were already testing this out. And I'll tell you what else they were doing, obviously, in a country that's got a national health service. And that's the beauty of having a national health service is, you then follow those people with their names, and you can track them down through their lives and see if they're dropping dead of cancers and different diseases. That's what you do with them. They've done that already before, when they sprayed Calgary before, Saskatchewan, back in the 48. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix. As I say, I put this article up for uh, the Walmart tags just to get you all scared and all the rest of it. But I'm, I'm sure they've been doing a lot worse. It, it, see, the beauty of conning someone is, is giving you something that's... Yeah, there it is, there you see. I'll cut that off. And you don't realise it's all, it's all throughout the clothing itself. That's the real stuff. It'll be throughout the clothing. We always go where what's obvious. In fact, they even tell us what to look at to throw us off. But, they, you know, they even have RFID tags in put into the moulding in the shoe when the, when the sole is made. That was admitted years ago. But everybody's up in arms about things because, oh my God, they're only hearing about it now. Quite something. Then you go into the prudential insurance. This is quite interesting. Staying healthy does not reduce the post-retirement health care costs. So, it says the cost for the healthy can reach $105,000 more than the unhealthy. So it's better to be unhealthy for the, for them, you see. Because you'll need longer-term t- care over more years if you're healthier. You can't win, can you? You can't win. So that's from the Prudential uh, Insurance, uh, uh, from the news room. Quite something, eh? So the idea is to get sick and keep them, keep, keep them happy, die faster. You know, Take more of their cigarettes now that they've added that awful stuff to it. They're supposed to they claim, and if you believe this, um, stop fires at home. It's to kill the people off faster so they won't go through long-term illnesses with umpteen bronchitic effects because of the rotten tobacco that they're put out with now. That's why it is. So they don't want you to be too healthy too long because you'll have more visits down the road along the many years to the doctor and maybe to the hospital keeping yourself alive because you're healthier. Die off fast like a good citizen. That's eco-friendly. <laughs> And in Germany, they've gone ahead with the fat tax. Well, that's only a matter of time before that was coming too. The same guys that gave you the anti-smoking campaigns from the United Nations, by the way, via the World Health Organization, wrote a book about how they introduced, they took the, they, they, they tried it out first in China by convincing the public not to have any more than one child per family by training the public in the village, your little community, you see, Social approval and disapproval, and it all disapprove if you, if one was born, there was an extra child that was taking the food out your mouth, and they'd attack you. 
So they don't need the military to drag you off into the abortion clinic. They literally use the peasants round about you. And those same characters at the UN admitted they use the same thing for the anti-smoking campaign. Get the young to go into a Pavlo- Pavlovian paroxysm of, of coughing when they see you smoking 40 feet away. And it works that way. That's what they do. Pavlovian response. Now they're turning it on those that are obese, you see. And suddenly they'll, they'll, they'll go into an utter disgust and a rage when they see you in the street and, and they claim you're obese. You're eating more than your sustainable level. You're taking sustainable food from someone else's mouth, you know, who might have better genes than you. Yeah. Can't you see what's going on? And as that old lady said to me, 80 plus, I've listened to Patriot Radio for 50 years and nothing has ever been stopped. Why? Because the public never know what's really going on. They're just conditioned. Back with more tomorrow night. So from Hamish and myself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your God's school with you.